Psalm 98. Everyone there? It's been cool, cool going through the Psalms right now. I've gotten to, to teach a few times. It's been a blessing just getting and just diving in and, and um, I know when we, when I study, it's it's a blessing. It's kind of hard up here, but during the study time, it's uh, definitely the Lord showing shows us shows me on uh, different things. Um, it's a blessing. But this psalm is very cool, um, full of things we should be doing, uh, things the Lord has done for us, things we should know about Him, and also. Um, there's just so much. Short, it's only nine verses, um, but filled with promises. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm blown away of how much the Lord has done for us. Blown away. Uh, many things we don't give him credit for. Many things we attribute to to others, maybe, uh, kind of uh, subconsciously. Um, I try so hard in my life and, and also my family's life to constantly uh, give praise to God credit for everything we have everything that happens you know everything we see but in most of my thinking my mind tends to wander quite a bit I just think I don't give him enough credit for my life and what he's done I'm just thinking back over my life I can think of so many instances where you know I wasn't following the Lord I wasn't doing what he wanted me to do but God in his mercy uh, gave me so many chances but you too right so many chances. You know, I'm sure you can do the same. Think back, maybe even now when we are following the Lord and we make a mistake after mistake and how the Lord intervenes and does um, things to get us back on that narrow road. I just think God deserves so much from myself and you might th- you might think the same thing. Uh, God, is, God is definitely entitled to everything in our lives. Our holy God, again, has done so much for us. You know, that's what has lately been filling my mind most of the time. When I think about things, when I think about life, but mostly it is when it's, it's mostly what's been filling my heart. I know it's the Lord trying to tell me something, to show me something. I just need to give him more of my life. But I'm just praying and asking to do... Uh, what to do and when to do it. But I know he wants more of me. I know we've heard that before. Anybody heard that before? God wants more of your life. God wants more of you. But it's somewhat become personal to me. Even in studying the psalm, like I said before, um, it reminds me how awesome the Lord is and how worthy he is and how great our God is. You know, with all that said, um, I hope you're blessed by tonight, and I pray we all listen, especially myself, to what the Lord wants us to do. Um, Let's read the song, Psalm 98. This is a psalm. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The Lord has made known his salvation. His righteousness has he revealed. Sorry, his righteousness he has revealed in the sight of all of the nations. He has remembered his mercy. 
and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have, earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in a song, rejoice and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of the psalm. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar in all its fullness, the world and all those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. With righteousness he shall judge the world and the peoples with equity. Pretty cool, huh? We're going to break this psalm up into five different uh, points, if you guys are note takers. It's point number one, verse one. Sing for what he has done. Verse 2, sing for it is known. Verse 3, sing for we have seen. Verses 4 through 8, shout, everything shout. And lastly, uh, verse 9, sing and shout for he is coming. So point number one, sing for what he has done. It says, oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. A new song in our mouths, in conversion, in our daily walks, we should always be singing a new song. Why a new song and not an old song? Do you guys think? Uh, this past week I've, um, I've been listening to some older songs that I probably shouldn't be listening to, but... Um, they were kind of like, uh, you know, when you, me and my wife were dating, we had those group of songs that we listened to, just kind of brought back different memories. Um, the songs were all right, uh, but not not as I remembered them, right? I mean, there's different things. That, right now, as we're Christians, it was kind of weird listening to them. Uh, but listening to them, they brought back memories, good and, and bad memories as well. Um, but they did back, bring back feelings and things that have already happened. Um, there was nothing new to them. They were the same, and they didn't have anything added to them. Which is why I think this psalm says, sing a new song. It should be something not experienced before. This song we sing to the Lord um, should be fresh, original, and something we've never felt before. Does the Lord keep surprising you? Does, does he stagger you? You know, marvelous things in our minds and hearts the Lord has done. Um, can you stop and remember the steps the Lord has taken in those events in your life to bring you to himself? All those things that happen in our before we give our lives to the Lord, all the things that the Lord placed in front of us. the people he placed um, in our lives just to show us who he is. And he will continue to do that, um, to perform marvelous things towards you to get your devotion and to get your whole heart. Do you think God is a God that does not want to be seen? He isn't, right? God loves us so much, just like our, just like parents and with children, want to be heard and, and definitely listened to, um, just in love more or less. God wants the same, but a million times more. 
and loves us a million times more. You know, some synonyms for the word marvelous in verse 1 that fit you know, almost just as well. Um, the word wonderful, amazing, stunning, spectacular, excellent, splendid, breathtaking, remarkable. Everything that happened in your life for God's glory has been marvelous. Could you agree? It has, it has happened for God's glory and by God himself for his victory. You know, the simple, simple definition for victory is what? Win, right? Just win. Just a win. But as you know, the, the Bible is, is different. It has a, these words have many different meanings. Here in verse 1, the word victory means to be liberated, to be saved, to be delivered. And it also means to be saved from moral troubles. It's not just a simple victory, right? Um, that the Lord has won for us. It's not a simple game where you mark one more down on the win column for you and the Lord. There's so much more meaning to these victories that the Lord has won for us. There is so much at stake in everyday life. So much at stake. The Lord knows that, but sometimes I think we forget what's at stake every day, right? And these victories we have won, those adversaries have um, that have been defeated by the Lord, Lord's right hand and holy arm. I know there's, there's a significance to the right hand, right? Any left-handers here? All right, a couple left-handers. I hope you guys are not uh, offended or anything. But um, I know it, it speaks of strength and power, um, and position, obviously, right? Because of where Jesus Christ is seated, right? On the right hand of God. Um, there's definitely some significance. Uh, throughout the Bible, the right hand is referenced so much. Uh, here's a few. I got quite a few, but I'll, I'll only read a couple. If you guys want to write this down, Psalm 16.8 um, says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. In verse 16, uh, Psalm verse 16, chapter 16, verse 11. It says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 18, verse 35. It says, You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. Psalm 74, verse 11. It says, Why do you withdraw your hand, even your right hand? Take it out of your bosom and destroy them. And Psalm 77, verse 10. It says, And I said, This is my anguish, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. And also the, the phrase, Holy Arm. Is used only uh, one other time, and that's in uh, Isaiah 52:10, which says, uh, "The Lord has made bare His holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God." The word "bare" in that in that verse it, uh, it means to strip off, to lay bare, and kind of like to, uh, the Lord exposing of, exposing Himself to the people. Which kind of leads kind of leads us to the next um, point, point number two. 
as seeing, for it is known. I'll read that verse again. Verse 2 in Psalm 98. It says, The Lord has made known His salvation, His righteousness He has revealed in the sight of the nations. How has the Lord made His salvation known to you? There are probably many, many answers to that question. The Lord has probably touched each, each of us in different ways. We're all different. And the Lord has reached, us, reached out to us in, in different ways, like I said. I think we can all agree that the salvation God gives us and has shown us is through His Son, Jesus Christ, and Him only, right? He has exposed our sin and that sinful nature we all have is in need of a Savior. That's, that's what really got a hold of me when I, uh, before I came to the Lord. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And there's no, there was no way around that in my simple mind. The gospel of Jesus Christ, he died for my sins, he died for your sins, and all the sins of the world. Another version um, says that he announced his salvation. It is only through the righteousness of Jesus Christ that his salvation is guaranteed to us. His righteousness has been revealed to us. His example of a submission, his example of love, humility, and mercy has all been revealed to us. Salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. And it is only through his righteousness that we can spend eternity with our Father in heaven. I just pray in my life that that's, uh, that's something I never forget. That I, that I never dole out or, or never make a less significant. This is, this, is a vital, this is vital for us. If we don't have this in our central thoughts or, 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 and views constantly, you know, this life we live won't be for the right reasons, right? It'll be for, for who? Part for us. He has been made known his salvation. Here are, here are a couple uh, references that have the word known uh, in them. Uh, Proverbs 1.3 It says, Turn on my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Isaiah 40, verse 28. It says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is, is unsearchable. Ezekiel 38, verse 23. It says, Thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel 39.7 It says, So I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them profane my holy name anymore. Then the nations shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Uh, point number three, sing for we have seen. Anybody like singing? Yeah. Right. I'm not a singer, so. Point number three, sing for we have seen. Since he has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. 
What have you seen that's worth talking about? I hear some of the weirdest conversations at work sometimes. Um, But what's important to us today? You know, in a relationship with another person, um, we seek to please or to be aware of the other person's needs. You know, in a marriage as husbands uh, and wives, uh, we are to be aware and sensitive to the wants and needs of our spouses. If you are married um, and are serving the Lord, this is to be the closest uh, human relationship um, in your life. For me, I'm supposed to love my life, my wife, my life, my wife, as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her. My wife is very um, special to me, and I try my best, my best, to be there for her and to help her. And I've received a lot from her as well. I am blessed that she loves me and, uh, and she puts up with me most of all. Uh, through our uh, six years of marriage, six years already. We have been through a lot, and I can remember uh, many things she has done for me uh, that has helped me in my life, to live my life. You know, in contrast, uh, do I remember or give the same devotion to God for what he has done in my life and what he has got me through? Uh, This relationship uh, with God is to be my first and primary relationship in this life. No rivals. Uh, no competing relationships. There shouldn't be any challengers uh, to my relation with the Lord. And uh, I think that's agreed by with you too, guys, as well, right? No, no challengers in your relation with the Lord. Verse 3, and uh, a couple of different versions. And verse 3 uh, in the NLT says, He has remembered His promise to love and to be faithful to Israel. The whole earth has seen the salvation of our God. And in the NIV, it says, He has remembered His love and His faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth earth have seen the salvation of our God. When me and my wife took our our vows, the day we got married, we didn't didn't use those traditional vows. Uh, We took those uh, verses out of the book of Ruth, uh, where it says... um, it says, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from falling after you. Forever, for wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. The Lord, the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. And I remember those vows when we, when we took them. Those promises that, that I made to my wife and that she made to me, uh, I remember them um, clearly. And I know by, by the grace of God, um, she and I will keep those promises. But do I remember the, the same promises that God has made in his word to me as his son? Do you remember God's promises to love you and to be faithful to you as his son or his daughter? Sometimes I forget. You know, it's so easy just to live this life with the people you see and forget about the God that you don't see physically. But the last part of this verse is proof that we have seen the salvation of our God. There's a story uh, about this um, 
kind of gives a, a visual of this in the Gospel of Luke. You're probably uh, familiar with it. It's in Luke 2. Oh, let's turn there. Luke 2, uh, verses 25 through 32. Luke 2, verses 25 through 32. It says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord Jesus, Lord Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, Lord. Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Are are we like Simeon? Have we seen the salvation of our God? Have we seen his mercy, his love, his faithfulness to us? If we haven't seen or if we don't see a salvation every day, it's because we're not looking. Isaiah 42, 22. It says, Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Micah 7, verse 7. It says, Therefore I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Okay, point number three. All right, get the singing out of the way. Now we're going to do the shouting. Anybody like shouting? No shouters here. Verses four through eight. We're going to read those over again. It says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the heart with the harp and the sound of a psalm, with trumpets and the sound of a horn, shout joyfully before the Lord the King. Let the sea roar in all its fullness, the world and all those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. What do you guys think about when you uh, think of the word shouting or shout? Not, probably not cool, right? I mean, shouting. Uh, when I think of people shouting, I think of anger. Um, I think of frustration. I think of someone hurting. I think of rage, uh, fury. You guys think the same thing? Kind of like crazy, no? All right. With the Lord, though, it's totally different. Just like everything else, when we give our lives to the Lord, it says to shout joyfully. Shouting for the Lord should be pleasurable, should be enjoyable for us as his sons and daughters. Everyone has probably been to a graduation before, right? Graduation, yes. Yeah. Um, 
graduations are cool. I mean, but the last ones I've been to, they've been pretty loud, huh? Uh, parents get kind of crazy over there. Uh, parents and relatives, uh, when they hear their child's name being called, they burst out cheering, right? Um, some people bring those horns and make all kinds of noise. Uh, even, even Christian graduations too, I've been to, they get uh, pretty wild. Some lose their voice and stuff, and um, but it's cool, right? The graduation ceremony is, uh, is to acknowledge the person or, or, or person's accomplishment or achievement um, in the grade that they are leaving, or maybe like in college, the, the degree they're receiving. Uh, it's a time full of joy, time to rejoice. In these verses, it also means uh, mentions using instruments to shout to the Lord. The harp and, and trumpets were used often in the Old Testament to praise God or to show our, our uh, or give thanks for what he has done uh, for us. In Numbers 10, you guys can turn there if you want. It's Numbers 10, it goes over the use uh, of the trumpet specifically and how the Lord gave instructions to Moses uh, of their use. It's in Numbers 10, I'll just read it. It says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for, him, for yourself. You shall make them of hammered work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps. When they blow both of them, all the congregation shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. But if you blow only one, then the leaders, the heads of the divisions of Israel, shall gather to you. And when you should, ad when you should advance, the camps that lie on the east side Shall, shall then begin their journey. When you sound the advance the second time, then the camps that lie in the south shall begin their journey. They shall sound the call for them to begin their journeys. And when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but not sound the advance. The sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpets, and these shall be to you as an ordinance forever throughout the generations. The last two verses I kind of want to that stuck out to me. Verses 9 and 10 and verse, uh, verse uh, of chapter 10. It says, When you go to war in your land against the enemies who oppress you, then you shall sound an alarm with trumpets, and you will, be, you will be remembered before the Lord your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. Also in the day of your gladness, in your appointed feasts, and at the beginning of your months, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings. And they shall be a memorial for you before your God. I am the Lord your God. This is cool how the Lord um, says in the day of adversity, in, in the day of oppression, when we sound the alarm with the trumpet, we will be remembered and we will be saved. We should all carry little miniature trumpets. Anybody want to do that? No. I've been thinking about something. You know, you're supposed to have some visual. I mean, supposed to have a cross and maybe a trumpet's cool. I don't know. Uh, a small one. You know, just to remember what the Lord says in his word and when people come against us, you know, uh, that visual assurance that the Lord is with us. All of, all of this uh, singing and shouting, rejoicing, you know, the trumpets, the harps, uh, the sea roaring. The rivers clapping, the hills to be joyful together. It's all for a reason, right? It's all for a reason. Which brings us to, to the last point. Sing and shout, for he is coming. For he is coming. Sing and shout. 
verse 9. It says, For he is coming to judge the earth with righteousness. He shall judge the world and the people with equity. What do you guys think of judges? Not pretty. I mean, I don't know many judges, but I know that some of the judges you see on TV who make decisions on different things. Uh, uh, not to say I don't, I don't, I know everything, but sometimes they're wrong, right? Sometimes they're wrong. You know, the, the graduation stuff I mentioned earlier. Um, is kind of the same. You know, in the graduation, there was something uh, new coming. You know, in finishing your class or degree, you're looking forward to a job or uh, the higher grade to learn things you haven't learned before. Uh, it's the same for us spiritually, I think. In this life, we are to try our best to praise and follow the Lord wholeheartedly, but knowing there is an end. And there's much to look forward to in the Lord's return. He's coming to judge the earth with righteousness and, and truth and with equity. Where every uh, wrong would be made right and he will rule in righteousness. There are so many things to look forward uh, to in life. I'm not sure uh, where you are in your life. I know we're all different stages, right? Um, but I think as believers, we should all be waiting with eagerness and with excitement um, at the return of our Lord. Does anything compare to that? Nothing compares to that, right? Nothing should compare to uh, being in the presence of our Lord. All right, in closing, um, I just want to encourage you guys to uh, to just follow after him. I know he's been putting stuff in my heart and I know he does to everybody. Uh, but in closing, the different points, sing for what he has done, sing for, what, for it is known, sing for we have seen, shout everything shout, and sing and shout for, for he is coming. And I was blessed so much going over this psalm and I hope you guys were as well. But I know the Lord wants to do a new work. And uh, a new work will only come with just uh, us giving our lives, uh, our whole lives to the Lord. You know, in, in the ministry, in our relationships, in our human relationships. But mostly in our relationship with Him. I think we need to just uh, almost re-give our life to the Lord almost. I know our Lord is good and He will uh, show us. He will show us the things we need to do. Amen. Right, let's pray, guys. Oh, Lord, we come before you. Lord, just thank you Lord, for this day. Lord, I thank you Lord, for my brothers and sisters Lord, who are here, Lord. Um, the ones who couldn't make it, Lord, I pray that you just, uh, uh, that you again show us, Lord. We, 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 uh, We give you our lives, Lord. And we praise you, Lord, for everything you've done, Lord. And uh, even the simple things, Lord. Simple things that might that might fall through the cracks, Lord, that we don't acknowledge, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for, for how you 
You hold us up, Lord. Give us strength, Lord. Give us uh, those legs, Lord, to walk, Lord, in this life, Lord. And just pray for everybody here, Lord. And that you bless them, Lord. That you watch over uh, them, Lord, this coming week, Lord. And, uh, and uh, that you again, Lord, do a new work in our lives, Lord. Praying for our families, Lord. Uh, the children, Lord. Uh, the husbands, the wives, Lord, that might not be here, Lord. Praying that you just uh, help us, Lord, to be a witness to them, Lord. And praying for my wife, Lord, and my children, Lord. That you just uh, watch over them, Lord. That you use me, Lord. I pray, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, for this night, Lord. Um, be with us as we go, Lord. And um, bless the rest of uh, the fellowship, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.